0: Welcome to the Bro Novo podcast, the podcast that models healthy communication for men, empowering them to start the journey of self-work. Now here's your host, Thomas Pierce. Welcome everyone to this week's episode of the Bro Nouveau podcast. My guest this week is Dr. Ann Trung. Dr. Trung is a board certified physician who specializes in helping men with their erectile dysfunction. She has a approach that focuses on lifestyle remedies, looking at factors such as stress, sleep, alcohol intake, smoking, and nicotine vaping, as well as a number of other lifestyle factors that lead to erectile dysfunction and sexual performance. She is an advocate against or we can say a proponent of avoiding erectile dysfunction medications such as Viagra and Cialis, and we go into why that is and why there are other ways for men to resolve their erectile dysfunction. This is a very excellent conversation in line with the ethos of the Bro podcast, which is shedding light on topics that men are encouraged to avoid. This would be a prime one because a lot of men experience some type of sexual performance anxiety or issue in their lives, whether it be getting and maintaining an erection, finishing too quickly, finishing not quickly enough, And a whole myriad of other complications about body image. There's a lot of things that go undiscussed and are also quite common. So this is an awesome conversation. I know you're going to enjoy it. And I'll catch you after the show with my reflections on the conversation. So Dr. Ann, you started the Sexual Health for Men podcast over a year ago. What inspired you to start this program?
1: Well, that's a very great question. Thank you for asking that. Um, I've been treating men for over uh, 20 years. And what I've noticed is that uh, when when a man has sexual challenges, it's a private issue, right? So he's not going to ask somebody. And the first thing he does is go online and look for something and try to find his own solution. Unfortunately, there's a lot of misinformation online. Uh, a lot of products that doesn't work. They just want to sell your stuff. And then you know he starts with that. And then uh, you know he hears about something else and tries something. Now it doesn't work. But during the meantime, his problem is getting worse. And so I created the Sexual Health for Men uh, uh, podcast. Uh, and I also have a membership. It it, it uh, um a way for me to educate men on sexual health, uh, which is really parallel. A uh, general wellness uh, in in a curated um, research oriented uh, manner uh, to present a solution that that works and or what doesn't work and what are gimmicks, and to really kind of become a resource for for men with sexual dysfunction to go to me and I will sort out all the uh, the misinformation and try to lead them in the right place so that way they can find solutions and real answers that will work for them uh, and also save them time and money.
0: Awesome. I think you're spot on with uh, fear or the private nature of, of this because it's a lot to do with men's conditioning and not being able to admit weakness or ask for help. And I think one of the main areas that we can shine light on is how common is erectile dysfunction.
1: Oh, my goodness. Very, very common. Uh, there was a landmark study that was done in, in like the uh, end of uh, uh, 1999, and they questioned men. Uh, there were 30 million men with ED wow. at that time in the U.S., so that's, what, 20 years later, there hasn't been a massive study. But other studies have has revealed that by 2025, so it's only like three years from now, there, there will be around 200 million men with ED. That is a large, large, <laughs> large number. And is the that, reason why it's so common, uh, yeah. it's so common because... Uh, ED is is related to stress, related to sleep, your diet, exercise. All right, so things that that you don't think about. It's like if you're not getting enough sleep, or if you if you're eating a really poor diet, that reflects upon yeah uh, the your sexual function. And also with with COVID, everybody's stressed, right? You know, with COVID in twenty twenty. And uh, so the stress factor, but also COVID uh, is an inflammatory condition. So it makes the blood vessels inflame and, uh, and it uh, decreases blood flow. So that's one of the causes of uh, ED is decreased blood flow to, you know, the genitals for the man. And uh, so with COVID, I, I'm expecting probably more than 200 million. But like, like I mentioned before, ED is related to lifestyle. Uh, diet, exercise—you know, over being uh obese and not getting enough sleep, uh, smoking, as well as uh, drinking excessive alcohol. When I say excessive, more than fourteen drinks a week, fourteen, all right, a week, All right. Uh, so that comes out to like two <laughs> drinks a day, more than two drinks it's, a day. Uh, yeah, you know? pretty
0: generous, pretty generous allotment. I, w- I would think.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty generous allotment. But I have to tell you, I mean, my, my, my husband likes bourbon, but sometimes in one sitting, he can probably do about three or four bourbon in one sitting. So, you know, yeah. do that every day. It's, it's cumulative. So the factors that I mentioned are reversible smoking, alcohol, recreational drugs, uh, you know, excessive. You know, I'm talking about excessive, using it every day in, in huge amounts. Um, But those are the factors that uh, can uh, can put you at risk for ED. And and that's why ED is so common.
0: What is the clinical definition of erectile dysfunction?
1: Well, it's an inability for a man to maintain rigidity for satisfactory sex and penetration. So what that means and, and that is a uh, uh, World Health Organization definition. What that means, it means that you can still have an erection and still have ED. So it's enough rigidity for penetration and satisfaction. So most, mm-hmm. most men think, oh, I still have an erection. I don't have ED. That is wrong. ED can range from taking longer to get an erection or uh, an erection that's not as firm as it used to be. Or you get a full erection and then you lose the firmness, or that it's not firm enough for penetration, uh, and then goes all the way to not able to get an erection at all. So it's a lot of misinformation about ED, and that's why it was a study that showed that uh, yeah, you know, we know that that ED is very common, but 67% of men who uh, the uh, who uh, have ED by a questionnaire, a validated questionnaire called IIEF, where they take that questionnaire and show that they have ED, but they themselves do not uh, know that they have ED. It's because of the definition that I uh, that I have uh, explained earlier, and in uh, some of my patients, you know, they take Viagra or Cialis, and they don't think they have ED. You know, because it's kind of like, oh, I take it and it helps. So my ED is gone. You know what I mean? Like some patients think (laughs) that they don't have high blood pressure because they're taking high blood pressure pills. (laughs) The high blood pressure is gone because I'm on high blood pressure pills. Well, that's not the case at all. And, you know, Viagra and Cialis and ED medicine are so common that, you know, a man would think twice about taking the medication. Uh, because he's not getting firm enough. So my passion and my mission is to say, stop, don't take those medication. If you're starting to notice that you're not, you know, performing as you used to, you're not getting a firm erection, take a step backwards. Let's reflect upon what are you eating? What's your exercise regimen? What's your weight? Are you smoking? You're sleeping? What's your alcohol intake, right? Those are the things that you can kind of take a step back and just really Introspective. Look at look at what you're you're doing before you get that little blue pill. Because once you take that little blue pill, it's it, I call it going down the black hole and making the deal with the devil. Uh, because Viagra will give you a, a a a firm erection, but it it in the long run you you you're not winning because it's covering up the real cause of why you have ED. Uh, it, you know it's because it, what it does by Vi- what Viagra exactly do is that It uh, releases nitrous oxide um, that help relax the penis muscle. So when the penis is relaxed, that's when it gets erect because that's when the blood flows in. And when the penis muscles relaxed, that's when you get an erection. But however, uh, uh, how a man get an erection, even a woman as well, it starts in the brain. The brain is a larger sexual organ. All right. The mm-hmm. first step is that you have to get aroused, you know, but you got to be stimulated by the eyes, the nose, the mouth, you know, that your taste, your hearing and your touch. And then that sends messages to the brain in the mid area between your eyes and uh, your ears that releases uh, chemicals and messages and then release. And then and then it ties your emotion, meaning you know, what state, emotional state are you in? Are you depressed, anxious, or are you in the mood, or you turn on? And then uh, and then hormones are being released in the brain that sends messages uh, to the nerve, all right, uh, in the back of your head, and then send messages to the blood vessels. The blood vessels open up, and then the muscle uh, in the penis relax and open up. So the point I'm trying to get here is that there are six steps to get an erection. But when you take Viagra, it goes straight to the muscle which goes to step six. And you bypass step one and five. So if you take Viagra, you're essentially hijacking your erection and you're giving your erection to the pill to make it for you when you should be really using the whole uh, uh, natural response to the sexual, uh, sexual response and create your own erection. Does that make sense?
0: It does. So Viagra is essentially a muscle relaxant.
1: Uh, sort of, yeah, sort of, sort of. That that's why that's why some uh, that's why the, the you see the the headaches, yeah, you know, the, yeah. Like the, one of the side effects is headache, a flushing, okay. right? Yeah, that because it's, it relaxes uh, the muscle. Um, so one of the most common is blue blue vision. Uh, that's very very common.
0: Can we drill down on what what does it do? Because I, I would have thought previously that it increases blood flow somehow, but it sounds like the blood flow doesn't change. The body, the heart is always pumping blood, but it has more to do with how the penis reacts to the blood that's coming through the body.
1: Right, absolutely. Okay. So let me go over again the six steps to get an erection, okay? okay. Step number one is the brain. So that's why you get sensory feedback from the five senses uh, that I mentioned. Step number two is your emotional status, your emotion, how you're feeling. Step number three is hormones, all right? Your hormones is released actually in the gland, the hypothalamus, uh, in the gland. Uh, I'm sorry, the, hypo, uh, pituitary, uh, the pituitary and the hypothalamus in the gland in your brain. And then that's sent to the nerve, which is in the back of your head, but then the nerve travels through your whole entire spinal cord, right? And then when the nerve is stimulated and, and the hormones is released, then it opens up, send messages to the blood vessels to open up, and your heart rate starts going high. And then when the blood vessel starts opening up, more blood is flowing down to the penis, and then the penis muscles start to relax because of the chemicals and the... Uh, Ah, uh, the chemicals that are being released with uh, within the nerve that causes the penis muscle to relax, and that's when the blood, uh, the blood flow is increased to the penis, and that's how you get an erection. Now, so there's six steps. With the recap, the brain, your emotion, the hormone, um, the nerve, the blood vessels, and the penis. So they all have to kind of work in that order for an erection to happen. So when you take Viagra, Viagra releases, uh, releases nitrous, uh, help release nitrous oxide, which then uh, re- um, relaxes the penis muscles to uh, give you that erection. All right. So you're bypassing step one to five.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah. You're just going straight to the penis and get in that erection. That's why sometimes when you take Viagra, you, you, when you after you ejaculate, you know you still uh, become somewhat firm because the muscles are not you know uh, You're
0: not getting the uh, the, the sensory flattened. or the hormonal yeah. feedback, yeah right because yes. after yes. ejaculation in a normal situation, those hormones would slow down, and the emotionally we would relax and not be as excited, which would kind of change the sensors trickling downstream, but with Right. You Know with uh, Viagra, all that is skipped. Okay. I, okay.
1: Yeah. Does that make sense so, to all that it does. is skipped? And one thing yeah. I want to mention is that the penis, per uh, per gram, per gram, has the highest blood vessel content of any organ in your body, even more than your heart. All right. Sweet. So because the penis can increase <laughs> yeah. increases blood flow. Yeah. Yeah, the penis <laughs> increases blood flow by forty to fifty percent, uh, fifty times. Wow! Yeah? So, so your penis when it's erect, it increases the blood flow content by forty to fifty times than compared to when it's uh, yeah. in a non-erect state.
0: It makes sense. Yes. you know, you know, yeah. having a penis, yeah, you know, th- that checks out. You know, it, it really is a remarkable thing that happens. And the thing that strikes me too about all those steps, steps one to six, it requires some type of balance, you know, cause that's a, that's a lot to be in sync, you know? And, and again, yeah. you talked about environmental factors, stress, all these things that happen in adulthood. It kind of makes sense why as a kid, you know, a teenage boy, you know, is waking up with erections and then a 40 year old man is having a very different experience with his sexuality.
1: Yep. Yep, very, very different, and and that's why it's so common, and uh, because yeah, you have got six steps that gotta happen. So what happened when you when in the process you have so many steps that have to happen? there it, is it, it more chances of it not coordinating. And you're right on that. That those all six steps have to be in harmony, has to be in balance, and they have to coordinate with each other. So imagine if you have six people that gotta work in harmony all the time, uh, and, and on time to create an erection. I mean, that's beautiful, isn't it? It's just absolutely beautiful. So when a man uh, has an erection, it, it, it is a marvel of engineering. Uh, and it is, it is uh, you know, all your, your system and hormones are working in coordination. So uh, having said that, you know, when you have an erection, enjoy it, because that means that you're fairly in pretty good health. When you right. don't have an erection, uh, then you should really look at, okay, what's going on? What am I doing that is disrupting the sick system uh, right now? And uh, and um, so that, that, that's something that I want to get the message out there is that, you know, don't go for that pill. Find out what's going on that you can do. And I see it in my patients when they come in with ED. All I, all, I recommend that they change their diet. I recommend a Mediterranean diet. All right. And you can still have bread. You just don't eat as much red meat uh, and more vegetables, more uh, more vegetables and more fruit. So Mediterranean diet, they change their diet and they all they do is work out uh, an hour, three times a week. Literally, they come back six weeks later. We look at their blood work. Their cholesterol is normal. Their blood sugar is normal. Their testosterone go up. They feel better. Their erection improves. So that's without medication or anything, just changing the diet, changing the, uh, the exercise more. And I, I recommend doing um, high interval um, intensity uh, exercise, HIIT exercise, um, and uh, sleeping seven hours a day all right? and stop uh, smoking. I mean, if you're smoking, you might as well just say goodbye to, to your erection. It's smoke Because mm-hmm. uh, what nicotine does is that nicotine decreases the blood flow. Decreases blood flow, period.
0: What? How does that happen physiologically?
1: Oh, because nicotine uh, can um, make the blood vessel more narrow. Okay. All right. It constricts the blood vessel. So it doesn't. So uh, think of your blood vessel like a pipe that, that blood flows inside of it. And if you have a larger pipe, there's more blood flowing, right? You have a smaller pipe diameter, the less blood flow. So what Nick. So when you have an erection, you know, let's say the artery or the pipe is like this size. But when you have an erection, it's like this size, a huge, right? What nicotine does is that uh, this is the size of of the blood vessel. Uh, What nicotine does is to make it smaller so there's less blood flow going through. Does that make sense?
0: It does. Is that a temporal reaction, meaning say the first 24 to 48 hours after smoking, it's more pronounced? Or is it something that kind of builds up over time? Like once the constriction starts due to nicotine, is it a permanent change?
1: Uh, it's uh, it's uh, over time. So okay. it's not like you smoke one cigarette, that's going to happen. It's if you smoke a pack of cigarettes for 10 years, a pack of cigarettes a day. Okay? If you do a pack of cigarettes a day for 10 years, yes, it's a cumulative over time. All right. Uh, But if you smoke uh, two, three cigarettes once a month, that that wouldn't have happened. Everything is all cumulative and in excessive uh, dosage. Uh, And I want to say something about vaping as well. You know, vaping does have Mm. nicotine in it. So, you know, uh, a lot of young young, um, people think that vaping is not like smoking, but it does have nicotine. And if you're vaping continuously... You're putting yourself, you know, in the same state as if you're smoking cigarettes um, as well, too. And uh, but those are all factors that you need to know about because they do add into a man's sexual health. And if you're taking Viagra and you're smoking, what I, I tell my patient is like you're putting salt in the womb. You're not you're not helping yourself. any. Yeah, you got yes. you got to stop the smoking.
0: Totally. So the. Why sleep would be beneficial makes sense to me. It's just promotes healing, which would have an impact on all of the six steps. I would feel like I would imagine a restful lifestyle, getting enough sleep helps all of those. What does alcohol do that is an impediment or is bad for this process?
1: Right, right. Now I'm I'm talking about excessive alcohol, like you know, excessive five six use. drinks a day. Yeah. You know? Right. Uh five drinks five, six drinks a day. And uh so uh, alcohol is kind of interesting. Now when you first drink alcohol, the first one drink or two drink, you feel relaxed, right? You become disinhibited, right? So that actually helps you get aroused uh more and you know, be, and you're able to be socialized, you're relaxed. So a little bit mm-hmm. of alcohol do help uh uh with the sexual experience but too much alcohol what it does is that uh um what it does is that it creates like kind of like it does a lot of stuff and it, it kind of creates an imbalance in the hormone and it also uh it also kind of uh affect the blood vessels as well too so that's why uh, so it makes the blood vessel um um open but then it also closes so it opens and constrict open and closed so it it, it disrupts the sixth system uh you know harmony it, it yeah. actually starts in the brain so alcohol affects the brain as we know we drink a lot of alcohol we become disinhibited right we become relaxed and then but then other things start to happen uh as well so that's why you know you heard the term whiskey dick right uh, mm-hmm. meaning you know you're drinking too much alcohol you may be able to get an erection, <laughs> right? So what? Yeah, it's true because it, it, it decreases the hormone level. It also decreases uh um some of the uh, nerve reaction that happens, right? So that's why when you drink alcohol, you you become incoordinated, right? Because your nerves are not um are not reacting uh well to one another. That's why you become incoordinated. And you lose your balance, right? So and, and that affects you know, all the system I mentioned the brain the uh emotion the hormone and then affects the nerve it also affects the blood vessels as well right it it's somewhat uh, affect the uh, uh, the penis muscle because it does decrease your nitric oxide uh, content so um, yeah so I, I actually on my podcast I, uh, here, I believe like um, a week ago I did a podcast uh, um, uh, about whiskey dick and how it happened, but it's very interesting. A little bit help, a little bit, but too much, you're not. It's gonna affect your erection.
0: I hope you're enjoying this week's episode of the Bro Nouveau podcast as much as I enjoyed recording it and bringing it to you. Following this conversation with our guest, I'll be giving my reflections in the conversation, what we discussed, and what stood out to me most. Get involved in the conversation. Find me on Instagram at Pod or send me an email, Thomas at bronouveau.com. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this week's episode. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review. Enjoy the rest of the show. Well, this is great, I, again, because it kind of speaks to the the benefits of a balanced lifestyle because that kind of language, I feel like it's thrown out a lot, and it's very general and abstract, but this is a good encapsulation of one of the things that caring about diet, nutrition, hydration, sleep can help you have a better sexual life. Um, I know Absolutely. one of the great... Mm-hmm.
1: yeah. But the, what, the what point are, that I, I, I want to point out also, it's not just about yourself, you, uh, your sex, because if, you, if your sexual li- sex life is working well, it's also reflective of your general wellness as well. Because, you know, all those factors i mentioned, you know, diet, uh, exercise, sleep, stress, uh, um, stopping smoking, uh, all of that are also factors, modifiable factors for heart disease right? For heart mm-hmm. disease, for heart attacks, and for strokes, all right? So, uh, but the heart attack, what is a heart attack? A heart attack, it means that you're not getting enough blood to the heart muscle, so the heart muscle start to die. So, it's the same thing as ED, you're not getting enough blood to the penis, so that's like, you're not getting the erection. So, all those, those factors that uh, if a, a man, is like, oh, I'm not having an erection, I'm going to do this, but the added benefit is that he's also working on factors to help him live longer for heart health and uh, and for general wellness. You know, because the number one killer uh, of men, aside from cancer, is heart disease, heart attacks.
0: Yeah, which is so tragic. Well, great. This is a big advertisement for health overall. Uh, yeah, which I'm which I'm thrilled about one of the other kind of, uh, very common insecurities among men is penis size. And I've been there, you know, as a teenager Googling, what's the average penis size? Is my penis big enough? You know, this whole, this whole thing. So I know you've spoken about it in your podcast too. So where does this myth come from about penis size and what does the data say?
1: Well, let's go to the data first, all right? There was a study that looked at 15,000 men of all different races, all different uh, nationality. And what they found was the average average uh, um, flaccid penis is about three inches, okay? And uh, the average erect penis, uh, uh, penis are erected, is five and one quarter inch. All right. And the width, the width uh, of a flaccid penis is, uh, is about three, uh, you know, the girth of a, of a flaccid penis, it's about three. And for an erect penis, it's about four and a quarter. All right. So you increase the size by about two inches, okay. So that's the average. That's, that is the number. And the definition of a micropenis or a small penis is three-inch uh, three erect penis. So if you have an erection, is a three-inch or less? Then, you know, that's small. So keep those numbers in mind. And so men, 87%, a study has shown that 87% men think that they're uh, smaller than other men. But then how many erect penis that man have seen? You know, <laughs> uh, in his, you know, to compare, yeah. right? I mean, right? Uh, right. I mean, uh, you know, unless you go in a shower and everybody has an erection, everything. How many erect penises that man have seen? So what? What a man thinks that he's not enough is because of porn, because of the media. You know, porn media. P- we know that that sex in porn is for entertainment. That's not real sex, right? And the one that in porn, they're they're just on the the you know the. Outside of all of all the norm, and that's why they're in porn in the first place. But we don't know, you know at porn; they're probably taking a lot of you know, uh, medication on Viagra or doing injection that will you know help them stay firm. You know, so uh, that but that's not reality. Uh, so we you know we get our our, our you know that uh, you know thought from media. It's like women, you know, the average size. For a woman in the U.S., it's size ten, size ten, mm. not a size two or four that we see on TV and on right. you know in the movies and in the magazine. Not, and the average height for a woman is five feet five in the U.S. Not you know five eight, not a hundred a hundred and ten pound or a size two that we see, right? So everything yes. that we see in magazines so far, these beautiful people that are long and lengthy and skinny, uh, you know, but that that that's not representative of, of the US at all. As for, as well as for a man, too. So um uh, for a man, you know, not everybody walk around ripple, you know, like Gerard Butler in uh Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Now, you could get that. You definitely can get that. You got to work hard at it. But, you you know, it's just our perception of what we see in the media, which is not real life uh, at all.
0: Yeah, it's really not. And also, I would take a guess that most women... Sure, there are always outliers, like we said. There are going to be always people who have specific preferences, but most people, just I would, I, would, uh, I would imagine, want an intimate, fulfilling, real sexual connection that involves so much more than just the dimensions of someone's penis. And the same thing could be said of a woman's body. And these commodifications of our body parts is so unhelpful. It is. It's not. It all feels good. You know what I mean. Like it all feels good, and that and that's the whole point. And if everyone's feeling connected to their partner, and fulfilled, and sexy, and loving what they're doing, you know that's what matters, right? It, it, rather than being concerned about how do my boobs look, is my dick big enough, you know, how's my ass, you know. So I, I love that you're spreading this message and spreading this information because. I think there will be a lot of people listening who've never had access to these facts um, just because there's so much sensory overload with our culture. There's so much information that is being thrown at us and much of it is not really curated and thoughtful. Um, And I feel like this is something that really matters because at least in my own experience, you know, sexual performance, sexual vitality influences how i feel about myself right if i'm feeling good about sex if i'm having sex if i'm you know feeling attractive it makes me feel good and also the opposite so having a culture you know saying that our bodies aren't good enough is not going to help that formula
1: right and and you're right on that uh, uh about that because when a man if uh yeah, you know if it's you know, good with his sexual health. He's good in in other areas of his life. But the bottom line is exactly like you said, it's the human connection. You know, know, men can still have, uh, fulfill his partner, even if he has ED, because there's a lot more to intimate relationship than just, you know, penetration and vaginal, you know, Uh, just penetration alone. You can still fulfill a partner by, you know, uh, doing uh, sensory you know, uh, sensory stimulation, like, you know, touching, uh, uh, um, visual and smells and taste, all that, you know, uh, because we know that the, the brain is the most powerful sexual organ because we, uh, and I have seen that uh, some of my patients are quadriplegic. They, they're paralyzed from the neck down, paralyzed, cannot move their hands or anything. But the only thing that's working is their brain and the nerve and some of the blood vessels, they can they have They can father children and they have an erection, just wow. from the thought. Yeah, amazing. So just Heck from yeah.
0: this alone. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. that's so cool.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So the point I'm trying to make is that this is the most powerful organ you need to be focusing on. So how did you do that? Change your mindset. You know, for a man, what I see treating over 7,000 men is that if they're not performing well, they start having performance anxiety. And then they start questioning themselves. They start putting negative thoughts in their mind, right? And then they worry about how they're going to perform with this partner. And so it creates this negative cascade Mm. where, you know, the first thing should be declutter the negative thought in your mind because if a quadriplegic man, a man who's paralyzed on neck down, can get an erection, you know that in the mind is so powerful. So declutter the negative thought, the declutter, you know, am I, am, can I do it? Am I, am I able to do this? Because if you put in a thought, yes, I can do this, positive thought, I, I can get an erection. But I, you need to get into the moment, be aroused. So I tell my 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 patient is that, uh, you know, you know, remember how you felt when you were in your 20s? You were horny You were turned on and you have an erection within like 30 seconds. You know, it, you, it does, doesn't take any stimulation or foreplay other than just thinking about it. You know, get into that <laughs> mindset of feeling horny. Right. Because it's really all stimulatory here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and 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 so tap into the 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 mind, declutter the negative thought, the the uh the self questioning, and uh, really work on. Hey, you know, I know I have ED. I'm gonna work on this. I'm gonna get there. It's amazing. I'll be, I'll tell you a story. I, I have a um you know one of my patients, You know, he's 29 years old. He, you know, he was um, um, doing fine. It was ha- he was getting arrested. He was having a beautiful relationship with his wife. And within a one-month time frame, he couldn't get an erection anymore. Could not anymore. And he went to the doctor. first thing the doctor did at the age of 29 was give him Viagra. Here, take some no. Viagra. For exactly. Take some Viagra. So he took the Viagra. And guess what? It still did not work for him. It just still did not work for him. So he came to see me and, and he just he's newly just recently married. He came to see me he's seeking help. He was he was uh, desperate, he was frustrated, he was depressed. All right. But he looked, you know, he's a very healthy guy. He has muscle, he has he's he exercised, he doesn't smoke, very healthy. So I what I did was you know, I took his history. And I, um, I what I do is I, I do a test called Doppler ultrasound, which I use a machine like the ultrasound machine. And I look at the blood vessels in his penis and see how it's functioning. And, I, I, you know, and his blood vessel was fine. It was functioning great. So I told him, I said, well, it's not it's not your 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 blood, your uh, your penis and all the blood vessels. Everything is functioning fine. It, you got to You got to get this de- declutter your mind. Yeah, you got to get those negative thoughts out. And I reassure him that, you know, everything is fine. Get the thought out of your head that you're not able to perform. uh, And uh, tell yourself that, you know, you can do it. You know what? He came home. Didn't take Viagra. Put that thought in his head. Came back to see me two weeks later. He's able to get an erection again. Like he was before. Nice. And he's able to, you know, he's back to where he was. And I didn't really do much other than reassure him that things were working okay. So there's one thing that, that as, a, as, a, as a doctor that is specialized in sexual health is that I can do a test that can validate whether there's adequate blood flow that goes to the penis or not. And that's called a Doppler ultrasound test uh that we can look at the blood vessels uh that, that goes to the penis and measure the pressure of, of that blood vessel and we can also do blood work to look at hormones right look at your your hormone level Let's also do blood work look at your inflammation level how inflamed are you um and to all of that all of that you know other uh, uh, you know i i uh, the hormones we can measure the you know, inf- inflammation we can measure we can look at uh, the blood flow. We can also look at the penis muscle to see if there's any scar tissue uh, in there or not with the uh, with the ultrasound. So all these steps can be evaluated, uh, all the six steps that I mentioned, the brain, the emotion, uh, the nerve, the blood vessels, um, um, and uh, the muscle, uh, I must've skipped, skipped one, um, and uh, the hormones, I mean, so all of that can be measured, all right? It can be measured. Uh, objectively. So that way it can validate, Hey, you know, you're fine. Or it can say, hey, you know, your hormones a little less, let's uh, focus on uh, hormone replacement therapy. But the number one thing I always stress is lifestyle modification, which is diet, exercise, uh, stress relief, um, and, um, and um, smoking and, you know, uh, watching your alcohol content. Those Just those five steps goes a long way, goes a long way.
0: So inflammation is, I would imagine, a similar effect on the arteries of constriction?
1: Uh, Yes, yes. So inflammation, uh, inflammation just means that your body is not balanced. And there is, I always call it fire, you know, there's fire in your body. Like your is not balanced. There's more, uh, There's. Uh, it's an imbalance going on. And there's, uh, you know, uh, two of blood, uh, in, uh, we can measure that in your blood. And is it high? And then I know that, you know, there's inflammation going on. You're not balanced. So h- how do you balance that? Sleep, exercise, decrease stress, uh, and diet. And that will lower inflammation. And a lot of us are inflamed and we don't know it. So so chronic inflammation leads to autoimmune disease. All right. Like, uh, autoimmune disease is like lupus or rheumatoid arthritis, joint pain. When you have joint pain, that's that's a sign of inflammation as well. When you have pain, that's inflammation as well. So so inflammation is very and it definitely can affect. Your uh your erection because it it causes um the blood vessels uh to be more uh um kind of swollen, it's called inflamed swollen, so that therefore restrict blood flow. Because Wonderful. blood blood your blood is 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 the river of life, right? I mean, every organ in your body needs blood. You don't have blood, what happens? The, the tissue organs start dying. That's what a heart attack is. The the heart not getting enough blood. That's why I start dying. That's why, that's why you die. The blood is the river of life, and the blood vessel is the vehicle that the blood is being delivered.
0: So how? So a vessel, the literally a vessel makes sense, right? It's a transportation device. Thinking about like a ship. So our individual blood cells in transported in the vessels
1: yeah well that's your red blood cells so the red blood cells are the the little cells that oxygen is stored in all right so uh that that's that's what you know that's what makes the red color in your blood but in your blood there's also white blood cells there's also protein floating in there uh and uh you know of course the nutrient from the food that you eat all right so your red blood cells is, is what brings the oxygen to the uh, to your organ, so they can function, right? And and that's and, you know all, all your 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 organ function depends upon uh, the oxygen, uh, and the red blood cells are made in the bone marrow. So the one thing that I want to stress is that, and then I alluded it to it earlier, is that the penis has. The, uh, the highest blood vessel content per gram of any organ. So having said that, that means that it's very dependent upon uh, the red blood cell. And, the, and, and uh, um, you know, but then another thing too is that what you eat, because what you eat, what, like let's say you eat a donut, it goes through your mouth, goes to your stomach, your stomach dissolves, and then it goes to your liver, your liver processes it and then it sends to you your bloodstream. So th- think of your blood vessel like a pipe, and then your your that that donuts being delivered to your bloodstream in that pipe, right? And that donuts are our simple carbohydrate. Well, the the organ that has the most blood vessel, your penis, is gonna absorb that donut more than any other organ. And so when it absorbed that simple carb, what happened? It'd be, uh, uh, what happened? It'd be, um, uh, what the carbohydrate does is that it causes inflammation. So the blood vessels become kind of leaky. So imagine a pipe with little holes in it. Mm. All right. Okay. So what happened when water fl- or blood flows through that pipe? There's some leakage to the pipe. So the the, the blood vessel become a little leaky. So th- that's <laughs> actually one of the main reason why an erection. When you when a man gets an erection. And then he loses the firmness. That's because the veins are become uh, the veins are leaky. They have little holes in it, and the uh, the blood is, is leaking out through the veins. So that's the most right. common so, cause of right. uh, ED is uh, vein leakage, which is and the symptoms are usually uh, he can get firm and then he loses his firmness. Uh, you know, uh, and that that's really typical of a uh, vein leakage.
0: Right. And it's a consequence of diet and lifestyle factors, like you said. So when we're making decisions about our health, should I get enough sleep tonight? Should I have this extra drink? Should I have the donut? (laughs) Think about this is going straight to your penis. And then also why you should care about that is because it's indicative of system-wide function of blood transportation in the body. And as we know, every muscle, every organ needs blood flow to heal itself, to function properly, to oxidate the body. So it, 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 you know, we we care, right? Because we want to have sex because we're men, but it really is indicative of a much wider, you know, systematic uh, reflection of our health.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You got to kind of think of it uh, that way. And uh, I want to say that, you know, for your penis, if you have ED, if you can't get an erection, what happened? Your penis muscle also gets uh scarred down and atrophy, meaning it gets smaller. Kind of like your muscles, right? You don't do go to the gym and do bicep curls. What happened? Your muscles are uh become smaller, right? Same thing with the penis. You don't use it, you lose it. Right? Even though the penis is what they call a smooth muscle, which is you know uh different than you know the the uh, the skeletal muscle that is in your arms or other muscle, but it's still a muscle. So you know if you have an erection. I, I see some of my patients ha- I haven't had an erection in ten years. Uh, like, well, if you haven't used those muscle. It's gonna wow. atrophy or get smaller. And then it gets really, scar tissue in there. So that way, when you when you try to uh, to treat it to get an erection, you're gonna have to uh, uh, to overcome the scar tissue, but 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 the good news is that there are treatment for ED, even in men that have not had an erection in 10 or 17 years. Uh, and you can see the testimony of one of my patients that's on my website. You know, he's 80 years old. He, has an erection. he hasn't had an erection in 17 years. And after treatment with stem cells and uh, hormones, as well as shockwave therapy, uh, we are able to restore function in his penis again. Now he's actually having sex three to five times a week. Sometimes that's even more <laughs> than me. <Nick. laughs>
0: <laughs> that's so awesome. He, he,
1: he's my role model. He should be a role model for all men. Uh, and you know, what, one of the myths that we all believe. Uh, our parents, uh, is that when you get older, it's okay not to have sex because you just get right. older. And, uh, you know, it's okay, you already have your children and sex is, is not important. However, that 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 is a myth, because you still can continue to enjoy uh, the sexual experience until the day you die. It's just that when you get older, you you're more you get, you know, you gain weight, right, you become more stressed, Uh, and you're not, you're not eating the, you're not exercising as much as you used to. You're not as mobile because you may have some knee or hip issues or back issues. And then, and then your your hormones are declining as well. So also it just means that when you get older, you're more susceptible to the factors that, that contribute to, uh, ED or to, to contribute to sexual function, even in a woman. Uh, so Uh, What I'm trying to say is that if you work on those modifying those lifestyle factors that we talk about, you can still enjoy sexual vitality to the day you die. Like I like I said in that my 80 year old uh, uh, man that you know that I treated. Um, So that's the number one myth you got. You know you got to dispel. And there are many multitude benefits of sex, and we're not talking about we're talking about medical benefit. You live longer. So if you have sex three times a week, you live longer. You're more happy. Sex is actually considered moderate exercise. A man burns about 150 calories, uh, uh, you know, uh, during sexual activity. It also decreases the incident of heart attacks. So you, it, uh, if you, and this is about minimal, three times a week. You have sex three times a week. It helps you live longer because you don't have a heart attack. It's about 50 percent increase increase in longevity. Uh, and then also it helps with uh, your mood. It, uh, it decreases uh, incidence of depression and anxiety as well. Uh, it also balances your hormones as well, too. So uh, uh, because your, your testicles, which is producing uh, the sperm and also uh, a man testosterone, um, gets uh, functioning. Again, so it also in, uh, will elevate your uh, your hormone level so there's multitude uh, benefits of benefit of having sex and uh, and I encourage you know men and women to have it at least three three times uh, a week no matter what your age is and it doesn't have to be you know penetration of vaginal type like sex it could be you know, getting an orgasm and, uh, um, and, or ejaculation and, you know, women can ejaculate as well. And it's, it, uh, it, you know, a man knows if he has sexual dysfunction, right? Because he can tell whether he has an erection in his penis. It's a little bit harder for a woman to know when, if she has sexual dysfunction, uh, because she doesn't have a penis to tell her a barometer whether, you know, she, had she, um, Uh, She, um, you know, has an erection or not. her clitoris, the clitoris of a woman is the penis, it's her penis, but it's not in the front, you know, that you can see, and it's kind of hidden in the vaginal uh, tissue. But I want to point out that the penis is four inches long, so it's not just a little nub that you see, it goes all the way in the back and it looks like a wishbone, and it's four inches long, and it's an organ purely made for pleasure. For a woman, it has no other function other than pleasure. <laughs> uh, yeah, a man's penis has three functions: that where he urinate, and and that's where he can transmit, you know, the semen, right? And then an erection. So reproductive, but he also urinate from it. So there's three functions. But for a woman, the clitoris purely for pleasure. That's why it's there for you, and that's why you know, woman need to know that you know she has a pleasure organ for her um, but for women you know, her hormones start to decline around mid I mean, uh, mid 30s about 35 or so her hormones start to decline that's when you notice that you know less libido she's not as interested and so forth for a man his hormone start to decline around like early 40s uh, as well however uh, uh, the hormone when I, when I say hormone I'm, I'm referring to testosterone for a man. And for a woman, is testosterone is the first hormone that decreases first, followed by uh, estrogen, which is what um, um, you know make a woman um, um, a woman you know, at that time.
0: Right. Incredible. Well, I think we could have a whole other conversation about you know female sexuality, just because. Likewise, I think it's something that's not discussed, and also has more cultural taboos. You know. Um, but yeah, doctor, thank you so much for your time and for, for sharing all this wonderful information. I really enjoyed it and I learned a lot. Uh, where can I go and where can my audience go to kind of find your work and and take a deeper dive into these topics?
1: Right. So, uh, I, I would refer them to my podcast, which is, um, on everywhere, uh, Spotify and Apple is sexual health for men. Uh, by Dr. Ann Truong, uh, T-R-U-O-N-G. And and they can connect with me on Instagram um, at Dr. Ann, D-R-A-N-N-E underscore official, uh, the word official. And uh, if they go to my website, I have um, a link in there where they can get a free book. It's called The Five Common Mistakes Men Make When Facing ED. And it also gives uh, um, some um, 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 instructions on there on how to kind of start, you know, reversing your uh, ED as well. So that's a free uh, ebook that is uh, on my website. And my website is at www.trongrehab.com. And Trong Rehab is spelled T R U O N G R E H A B. Be like and, boy.com. and uh thank you for the opportunity to be here, and I hope that you know this has been helpful.
0: It was super helpful. Thank you, Dr. Trung. I really appreciate it. And uh hope to talk to you again soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hey folks, it's Thomas. Hope you enjoyed that one. Just wanted to reiterate how much I enjoyed this conversation and the work that Dr. Trung is doing shedding light on this, and also providing a non-medication solution for erectile dysfunction. The biggest takeaway for me from this episode was the link between sexual performance and overall health, how so many of the lifestyle choices and solutions that are pretty common knowledge, things like getting enough sleep, having a healthy diet, exercising, those things are all quite well known and, and, and established. But this connection between sex, sexual performance, erections, and maintaining an erection and those lifestyle remedies, I think is really important, and it also could be a good motivating factor for us to to stay healthy. So that was the biggest takeaway I had this week. would love to hear from you and your thoughts of what you learned from the conversation and if there is anyone out there currently experiencing sexual performance anxiety or erectile dysfunction issues, I would encourage you to go look at Dr. Trung's website and perhaps consult with her because she does have a number of uh, very impressive testimonials and she's worked with a lot of men. So I hope you get the help that you need if you need it. And thank you for joining me, as always, for this week's episode of the Brewing & podcast. I'll see you next Thursday.